0: Game week in Atlanta, which means it's time to talk all things Georgia Tech on the Coach Brent Key Show, driven by Hyundai.
1: Breaks a tackle, oh, and he's gone! House call! Touchdown!
0: from Georgia Tech Football Head Coach Brent Key and other members of the Georgia Tech Athletics Department as we gear up for another week of Georgia Tech Football driven by Hyundai on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports.
1: Runs it right, clams into the end zone, touchdown, Jackets! Now here's the voice of the Jackets, Andy Demetra. And welcome in, glad you found us. Welcome into another edition of the Brent Key Coaches Show here on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. Yellow Jackets pack up and head on the road for the first time this season. Big test awaiting them this Saturday night in Oxford versus number 17 Ole Miss. But the Jackets will head there on the tailwind of a 48-13 win over South Carolina State in the official home opener at Bobby Dodd State in the Hyundai Field last weekend. We will break down that matchup, what Brent Keys saw, what he wants to see more of as Tech heads to Oxford for the first time in school history. Tommy on Saturday sent for 7.30. And we'll do so over the next hour right here on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. My name is Andy Dementrum, and as always, let's welcome in head coach of your Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. He is Brent Key. Coach, good to catch up with you again. How are you? Doing good, doing good. How's everybody doing? Uh, you talked afterwards about playing to our standard, not playing to the scoreboard versus South Carolina State. How did the team... Uh, live up to the standard get to that standard uh, on Saturday Forty-eight, thirteen. the final over the Bulldogs
2: well you know it, we won which is is the good thing and we were able to you know play again you know we had, we had some really good you know uh you know spurts in the game where we <clears throat> were able to go out and perform at a high level and, and show what we're capable of doing uh and, and now we continue to work to do that on a consistent basis is, is the is what we're what we're aiming for
1: Let's start on offense and another crisp day from Haynes King, 290 passing, four more touchdowns. He's got the most passing touchdowns by a Tech quarterback in a two-game span since you were blocking for Joe Hamilton back in 1999, so that's pretty good company. He's 13th right now in the nation in passing yards. He's 15th in passer rating, continues to pilot this offense well. Uh, What have you liked of his decision-making and his overall command of the offense so far?
2: Yeah, well, I think you said it right there when you said command of the offense. That's that's what you look for. You look for someone that has, you know, knowledge of not just their position, but every position on offense. And, you know, whether it's the blocking schemes, the, you know, the the, the routes, you know, the, the, the you know, the, what the running back is supposed to do in in both, um, but also command of the defense and understand what the defense is given, you know, given them on every play so that you don't try to force things that aren't there and you take what they give you.
1: Yeah, seven touchdowns now, one interception, and, and that pick came on the first series of the first games. He's really been on a roll. As you know, a quarterback is sometimes only as potent as the quality of the running game, and you've gotten a lot of quality running from Jamal Haynes, 114 rushing yards, got his first career touchdown as a Yellow Jacket. Not bad for somebody who spent his first three years in the program as a slot receiver with very few snaps on offense. When did you first know? That Jamal could be a weapon for you as a running back in this offense,
2: yeah, you know jamal's a guy that i've always, I've always liked I mean, he's 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 got so much energy so much personality uh you know and you know w- w- where he was at receiver, he was you know kind of stuck there with, with with some other really good players, and you know not that he wasn't uh doing well there um but it just you know the ability to get the the ball in his hand and and get you know get the ball in the in, in the guys hands that can make plays and be playmakers for you so you know i think it was coming out of spring practice we uh never really i can't remember before spring or after spring at this point no but it was a, uh, it, it was one of those things where you you look at you look at him with you know getting the ball in his hand on a jet sweep or you know catching a you know a bubble route or one of those and you say well he, he can do something with the ball all right well you know, let's, let's, let's look at him at running back. And that was, it was a spot where we were down a number at that position. And, you know, it's like, well, he's got a low center of gravity. Uh, You know, he's, you know, he's got good energy. He can run. Uh, he can catch. He could be dynamic on third downs, and then he's just really taken it and, and grown with it, and, and uh, you know, becoming you know each week you know a better, better running back.
1: And it's not just on those sweeps that he showcases his speed. That 67-yard run he had in the final 30 seconds of uh, the second quarter which set up your last touchdown of the first half. You had all three timeouts. You'd received the ball to begin the second half. It looked like a fairly I don't want to say pedestrian, but just straightforward. Between the tackles, run. Was the plan just to to run a few plays and and go into the locker room, or, or did you kind of have in mind let's go downfield, try to threaten to score? Uh, I, I'm sure with the the 67 yards from Jamal, that was a lot farther downfield than than maybe you had anticipated on that play. Uh, well,
2: you know, having all three timeouts, you know, you you have the decision to make when, when South Carolina State had the ball, you know, driving. Do, do you uh, go ahead and? Uh, you know, we use the timeout there, or you know, you know, wait until you get the ball back. You know, hopefully you get a stop there, hold them to a field goal. Uh, so as I'm on the sideline, I, w- I was obviously looking at the clock. Look, looking at the clock, looking at the uh, at how much time was left, how many score, uh, or how many timeouts we had, uh, and then you know really what they were planning on doing, and you know they get a first down, and obviously the clock pauses under two minutes there, so we were. Uh, we're waiting. Well, it goes down further. All right, all right. Now, now I'm at the point, okay, I'm going to hold these, you know, in hopes that we get, you know, some sort of a return, or we even if you get a fair catch and get the ball in the 25. If, you know, with three timeouts, I mean, one minute to go in, in 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 a half is really like an eternity, you know. So, uh you know, we get the ball back. We said, okay, let's let's spread them out and, and hand off a run, you know, if. If we hadn't really gotten anything on the run, probably would have, you know, chose to go ahead and, you know, take it into halftime. But we're pretty confident uh, in the run we had called, pretty confident in the the scheme based on what they'd shown in those situations. Um, So we got the, you know, the the box count that we wanted. And, uh, you know, we actually, you know, the left tackle you know, gets just enough of the defensive end, works up to the backer, where actually he should have locked on the end a little bit longer, uh, but if he locks on the end a little bit longer, you know, the backer comes in, and now he's forced to to make the tackle right there in a short short amount of space. Well, he, you know, he kind of throws his hand out, you know, Ethan throws his hand out, gets a little bit piece of him. He comes down, and just that little small interference Ethan had allowed, you know, Jamal really to spin off of the, the tackle. Well, now Ethan climbs to the second level and gets to the linebacker, and now it's just kinda of off to the races there. So um you know we once it once it spit out like that you know like okay we're 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 rolling now we're gonna we're gonna go try to score well then he kept running and kept running and kept running i'm like holy cow we really are you know we're gonna have a real opportunity we might score we might score right now Now, so
1: now the playbook's wide
2: open yeah so uh no but it 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 worked out good um you know and that's why you always want to uh be smart with those timeouts and not have to burn them early so in case you do need them and we ended up not having to need all
1: of them need them in that situation but but that's why you
2: uh that's why clock management's so important
1: enabled you to going to halftime with that 28-6 lead. A defensively standout Saturday was your defensive end, Kyle Kennard. First career force fumble, first career fumble recovery, first career interception that happened on the uh, the third play from scrimmage. And for Kyle, it culminated with his first career ACC Defensive Lineman of the Week award. He earned that on Monday. And this all followed a career-high eight tackles he had versus Louisville. What has Kyle done so particularly well this early season?
2: Well, I mean, he had a good week of practice last week, you know, and he prepared well, uh, you know, had, had, had some things take place earlier in the week that we were able to address and, you know, it, it put him on a, on a path to, you know, have a, have a much better week of preparation and, you know, ended up, you know, reaping the rewards uh, on Saturday.
1: That's certainly uh, the first, but not the last Georgia Tech Yellow Jacket to earn a conference honor. I know South Carolina State was a little slippery at times in the option running game. They did convert seven to 15 third downs as far as the run fits and playing gaps and wrapping up. What have you seen out of your run defense through the first two games? If you liked, where do you see room for more consistency moving forward?
2: Well, I think, you know, again, consistency is a word. You know, it's uh, it's you know, when you play an option football and especially when when you know, you look back, and you know, you know. Obviously, there was none on tape this year. There was none, uh, really, from the coordinator that's there in, in his previous time. I <clears> think <throat> I think it was seven or eight years back that uh, the head coach had run some some option, and uh, it really comes back down more comes back down to, to responsibilities with with option. It's uh it's, it's not as much the gaps and you know hitting the right gaps, it's the responsibility on how you're gonna play the call versus all three phases, the dive quarterback and pitch and, and making sure you have, you know, all three covered and then somebody else coming over the top, you know, to, to cap them off. And um, you know, once we saw that it was in, we were able to, you know, start start working on adjustments and calls to to get there. And then uh, you know, the time we came out and in the, in the second half we uh we were able to install an entire new you know front you know front mechanics that that, that helped on it so um you know we 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 we've got a you know continue to be able to make adjustments It's a game of adjustments and uh teams are always going to come out with with something different and you know the team that can make the adjustments the the quickest and and get the play it's not it's not just the coaches making the adjustments we're all everyone's a good coach everyone knows how to adjust it but then how are we going to get the kids to be able to go execute that call that we made
1: i know run defense will be at a premium this saturday versus an old miss team that was top three in the nation last year in rushing offense although they're Top four in the nation right now in passing offense. So the pendulum has kind of swung the other way for the Rebels. Georgia Tech at number 17, Ole Miss. This Saturday, Tommy Slether's 7.30 will, of course, be on the air with network pregame at 5.30. We are just getting underway on this Thursday night. Stick around much more. of The Brent Key Coaches Show, driven by Hyundai after this on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports
3: in real estate it's all about the amenities i should know i'm an agent at hyundai all of our models offer first class features like android auto an available bose premium audio system heated front and rear seats and wireless device charging it's like an upscale home on wheels in here
4: it's your journey own every mile with the latest intuitive technology comfort and style hyundai is the perfect match for your team test drive a new hyundai today visit buyhyundai.com to find the dealer nearest you hyundai is an official partner of georgia tech athletics
5: Join us prior to Georgia Tech's football home game versus Bowling Green on Saturday, September 30th, as multi-platinum country songwriter and artist Chris Jansen will be in concert at Hell of a Block Party Driven by Hyundai. Hell of a Block Party Driven by Hyundai transforms North Avenue into a pre-game street party starting 4 hours before each home game and the festivities and concerts are free. Get your game ticket and more info at ramblingwreck.com. Sting 'em.
3: This is our home, and at Georgia Power, we believe every Georgian deserves a clean energy future, a future that includes around-the-clock nuclear energy, producing zero emissions. And thanks to the dedication of thousands of team members, we've recently completed the newest nuclear unit at Plant Vogel, a unit that will serve our customers with reliable energy for generations to come. Learn more at georgiapower.com vogel. That's georgiapower.com v-o-g-t-l-e.
5: It either is or it isn't. When it comes down to it, that's all that really matters when choosing a certified pre-owned Mercedes-Benz. It's either certified by Mercedes-Benz factory trained and certified technicians, or it isn't. It's either backed by an unlimited mileage warranty for up to seven years, or it isn't. It's absolute confidence in genuine Mercedes-Benz parts, or it isn't. Welcome to the RBM of Atlanta Certified Pre-Owned Summer Sales Event, now through October 2nd. Come in today and take advantage of finance rates as low as 3.09% APR special financing on select models because in the end it's either mercedes-benz certified pre-owned or it isn't we're proud to be atlanta's mercedes-benz connection since 1964 not all offers apply to all vehicles and special financing available to qualified customers exclusively for mercedes-benz financial services through october 2nd 2023 contact rbm of atlanta for details on this and other exciting offers visit us at rbmofatlanta.com or call 770-390-0700 for details stream every georgia tech game totally free on the all-new fan app download
0: it now for apple or android and listen to the jackets anywhere the latest on yellow jackets football it's the coach Brett key show driven by hyundai on the georgia tech sports network
1: is coke zero sugar the best coke ever Take a taste as we welcome you back to the Brent Key Coaches Show, driven by Hyundai. Andy Demetra, Brent Key, with you as we get set for Georgia Tech and Ole Miss. First ever time Georgia Tech visits Vaught-Hemingway Stadium, and Tommy Sleather at seven thirty Saturday night. In Oxford, uh, in that game versus South Carolina State coach, you had to absorb a two hour plus weather delay. I know you talked afterwards about what you did and how you handled your team in the locker room to, to get them fueled and focused and still loose when that weather delay ended. I don't want to ask you about that, but I do want to ask you about this, because when they pulled the kickoff unit off the field right before the game was getting started, I immediately thought back to a game that you played in and arguably the most famous weather delay in georgia tech history you're already shaking your head you know what i'm talking about where i'm going right 2000 virginia v tech yep labor day you said said virginia okay well in the state of virginia you were wrong oh there you go i appreciate you being my ombudsman on this
2: well hey i remember remember the the game now i mean i was yeah i was a captain for the game we're at virginia tech it was uh you know the opening game of the the season uh you know we were a Underrated at the time uh, team, Um, and, you know, they had uh, Michael Vick and and various other players, and it was exciting. We were were fired up to go play, and uh, they were not in the ACC at that time yet, Uh, so it was an out-of-conference, you know, cross-conference game to kick off the season. Um, I'm standing in in Lane Stadium, and at the time, they didn't have the upper deck on the other side, and, uh, you know, I'm looking across as captains, and we flip the coin, we shake hands, and boom! you know lightning strikes and you know come to find out later that uh lee corso's car rental car was actually the car that got was what got struck by lightning it comes a torrential downpour we go into the small locker room they had at the time and we wait and we wait and we wait and then it starts flooding then the water starts coming in the locker room it's it's three to four inches of water on the field at the time and you know we're trying to you know wait it out wait it out and then uh they end up canceling the game because it wasn't a conference game um we get back on the buses. We get cleaned up. Get back on the buses. We can't f- fly out of where we'd flown into because there was lightning. So we end up having to take another forty-five minute to an hour f- ride, uh, you know, to another airport and get back in. And we were in. Like, we end up not even playing the game and getting in. I think five or six hours later than we would have if we'd even played the football game. So it was a. Uh, it, it was an experience that I will never forget. Uh, you know, to say the to say the least.
1: That was uh, supposed to be George Kancey's first start, right? Mm, not really but not really um do you really do you, do you want the do you
2: want to uh, so actually george did not start the first game of that season
1: okay do you know who did uh, i do not come on i mean i know you expect perfection and i, I do my best to uh, oblige that every week andy hall andy hall wow now goose had a pretty good career and a pretty good season that year I, can, can you corroborate this for me though because I wrote about that game for ramblingwreck.com a few years back, and I talked with Joe Burns, and he said that the tempest of of that night had given way to a very clear night when you guys eventually got on the plane. But what Joe Burns remembers most from that flight back from Virginia Tech was the in-flight movie was The Perfect Storm. I was asleep. I, I figured you were yeah so talk about an unfortunate movie choice but, uh, it but, all but worked. better than conair uh, yeah probably i don 't think that was on the uh, the, the, the list there uh, that particular night. Well, good for you guys to get through that weather delay and ring up forty eight points against South Carolina State last Saturday. first career touchdown as a yellow jacket in the right colors for Dominic Blaylock also had four catches forty six yards. Uh, he almost seemed emotional when talking about his day in that touchdown. We visited him in the locker room afterwards. For a guy who has had to persevere through two major injuries to the same knee in his college career, how did you believe that Dominic could be an asset for you in this offense?
2: Well, you know, he's a guy that I recruited out of high school um, when I was at Alabama. Um, ended up choosing to go to another school, but uh, you know, coming out of high school, tremendous football player, you know, great pedigree, uh, you know, brothers, you know, all have played in, in college football, um, and we'll continue to do the same. Uh, he's uh, you know, but you can have as many knee injuries as you want, but it doesn't change, you know, your ability to catch the football. And he's a sure handed guy, he understands how to run routes, understands coverage, uh, you know. And we're asking him to do a lot of things and, you know, it, it, to persevere and go through that many those many things or that many things. And then you know, and then really to come out in the first game and not to perform the way he wanted to perform. Uh, so that to me was the w- was even bigger than overcoming all the other things. It was now you finally get, you get your chance to go out there and play meaningful time in, in a college football game. And, uh, and you don't perform the, the way that you necessarily want yourself to or that you expect yourself to. But then to come back the next week and make up for it and to, to do what he did. I mean, that that, sh- that to me shows the, the true grit and determination that somebody has within them.
1: And that is uh, certainly uh, the kind of performance that will resonate inside a locker room. You would praise your wide receivers and your tight ends in your press conference Tuesday for this. I know when we called the game on Saturday, Joe Hamilton was ecstatic at the perimeter blocking by your wideouts outs. your tight ends that those guys have been so gritty so unselfish and holding their blocks and sealing edges for your guys to get to that second level uh it's nothing that's going to be reflected in a box score or a stat sheet but Elaborate a little more on just the the quality of blocking you have gotten from your skill guys through these first two games.
2: Well, first, I appreciate Joe for obviously for getting the first two plays of the game that uh, we uh, did not execute as well on the perimeter. (laughs) Uh, I'll have to make sure I tell him that and uh, give him thanks. Uh, But no, it's like
1: it got better as
2: the game went. No, it did. It did. It's something we've stressed. And, you know, from the first day of practice, uh, really in the springtime and you know, through the preseason camp, every single day we've worked perimeter blocking drills and, you know, every different type of combination of them. And, and because that's what the game is, it's, it, you know, the game is in end zone, in end zone, in end zone, sideline, sideline. And we know with uh, some of the, 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 the skill set of some of the guys we have, that that was going to have to be a big part of who we are. And, you know, you, you know, guys are going to you know try to defend it. You put it on tape, for one game and then, you know, you know the next game, regardless of you know, anything else, they're going to try to stop those things. And, you know, then all of a sudden it, it speeds up a little faster than practice. And, you know, you got to adjust your angles. And they made the, you know, the proper adjustments. And uh, they, they're showing the un- unselfishness uh, for each other by going out there and doing it.
1: Yeah, Trey Cooley's touchdown on the first play of the second half on that swing pass. Dylan Leonard pancaked his guy. I think Luke Benson pancaked his guy. Avery Boyd blocked his guy all the way into the sidelines. So that was a, a thing of beauty. He blocked in, him into you, into me. Oh,
2: and I was happy as crap. I bet you were. <laughs> no, it, it was. It was. Uh, it, it, it's, it's not as easy as people think to you know to, to play in space and you get your hands inside and you know, you know do all the things, keep your feet moving because you know you're 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 in the eye of everybody now, and if if you do any you know small thing, uh, you know not. Not correctly, whether hand placement or you know, your, your feet continue to move your feet, I mean, you're going to need a penalty. So uh, you know, it was good for those guys to go out and execute the blocks, but also for you know, the guys that had the ball in their hand to understand how the blocks were being set up.
1: Yeah, not, not just the blocking, but the clean blocking. No penalty flags that would wipe out a big gain. Let's go from the blocking to the tackling. Eddie Kelly career nine tackles against South Carolina State. The versatility he gives you, defensive end, defensive tackle. You can slot him inside, outside. Uh, Where do you think, moving forward, Eddie Kelly can can be a, a, a person of strength on that defensive line? It is still early for him, but you have to see some upside. Nine tackles or nine tackles. No, I know. Ed,
2: Ed, you know, Eddie, Eddie's done a really good job. Uh, he's a guy we were really excited about coming in. Um, you know, having the opportunity to get him, uh, and, and really excited about you know his ability to go out last week and play, and uh, you know played a lot of meaningful snaps in the first game as well. And he'll continue to play more and more. And uh, you know, he's a guy that has a massive, massive upside and a huge ceiling. And uh, you know, every week he's he, he's taking a step closer, you know, to getting to that uh, to, to that ability level.
1: Massive guy, massive upside. Good combination. We'll take another break. It is the Brent Key Coaches Show, driven by Hyundai, and you're listening to it right here on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports.
5: Atlanta's own New Realm Brewing Company is the official craft beer of Georgia Tech Athletics. In the stadium and around ATL, you can find New Realm's delicious Georgia Tech Collaboration Brews, Ale of an Engineer Golden Ale, and Hella Vienna Lager. Find them near you today by using the beer finder at newrealmbrewing.com and visit New Realm's Atlanta Brewery at 550 Somerset Terrace on the Eastside Beltline Trail. Hey, babe. You ready to go? Our reservation is at 7:30. Yes, but could you get my earrings off the kitchen counter, please? Sure. Oh, this eyeliner. I don't see him. Wait, I was in the guest kitchen. Coming through, Duke. Careful. No. Try the game room kitchen. Okay. Uh, uh, stairs?
4: Not here were you in the bowling alley we have a bowling alley
1: seven million dollars can get you that kind of house too play the billionaire bonanza scratcher part of the billionaire
4: club series from the georgia lottery play responsibly
3: recycle compost eat local eat vegan don't use straws don't use plastic bags don't use hairspray drive a hybrid drive an electric with so many ways to help the environment it could be overwhelming but the easiest way to make a difference can be as simple as paying your gas bill With the Greener Life program from Georgia Natural Gas, your natural gas usage is carbon neutral. Join Greener Life to offset the carbon emissions from heating your home and help keep Georgia a little greener. Sign up today at gng.com slash green.
0: And we're
4: back with the action. Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever. That's right, Jim. With an irresistible taste and zero sugar, Coke Zero Sugar is a must-try for any sports fan. So make sure you... Wait, Jim, I didn't mean to try it right now. We're still on the air. Mmm. Best Coke ever? Take a taste, Jen. Really? No, not right now, Jen. We got a game to call.
2: Hey, it's Chuck here with my real estate expert, Rhonda Duffy. And Rhonda, you've been saving buyers and sellers big money for over 20 years. And that's important to you personally, isn't it?
3: You know, a long time ago, I heard a cliche that there really isn't a cliche anymore. And has been very powerful in my own life. And that is, it's not what you make, it's what you save. And at Duffy, one of the things that I'm so proud about is that not only do we allow the sellers to list at a high price, we also allow them to keep the lowest commission possible to get the job done, which is unheard of you can actually list and sell your home for 1% total commission. And if we work off of the old premise of it's not what you make, it's what you save, we're actually talking about money that is tax-free when you roll it into another house. These are investments. They're not something to be taken lightly. They're your opportunities in life. Thank you, Dad.
1: So save your money and list with Duffy because money matters. DuffyRealtyATL.com. Duffy Realty ATL.
0: Every Georgia Tech game is on Atlanta's flagship station for the Yellow Jackets. This is The Fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Georgia Tech football continues to buzz. Now more of the Coach Brent Key Show, driven by
1: Hyundai, on the Georgia Tech Sports Network. Hyundai and Georgia Tech together in tech, innovation, and progress with the new EV plant in Georgia. Hyundai looks forward to growing ties with the Institute and the community. Together, we're building the future of technology right here in Georgia. Hyundai and Georgia Tech, it's our journey. Along with Head Coach Brent Key, I'm Andy Demetra Thursday night, and we will visit with you every Thursday from 6 to 7 this season on the Brent Key Coaches Show, driven by Hyundai. Georgia Tech getting ready, putting the finishing touches on the preparation for the number 17, Ole Miss Rebels who come in with a record of 2-0. and Had to come from behind road win at number 24-2 lane last Saturday. We'll put total leather on Saturday at 7.30. Network airtime 5.30 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. Going back to South Carolina State coach, you had talked about wanting to develop depth in particular at linebacker. I saw Kyle Eford second on the team. He had seven tackles. Braylon Oliver played really downhill in the second half. He got five tackles. Guys like Kyle, guys like Braylon, what do they add to the linebacking core where and you can maybe spread those snaps around and, and have some depth behind guys like Trenelius Tatum and Paul Moana?
2: Yeah, for exactly. I mean, it's a, it's a position that we've got to continue to build depth. Uh, you know, and, and the only way you build depth is to go and, and play in games and, you know, to be able to get those guys in there and, and play uh, meaningful snaps and have production was important, you know, to that, not just that group, but important to the whole
1: team. Uh only four tackles for loss through two games and not a sack yet. Is that a source of concern or is it just still too early? And uh, th- th- those stats are too contingent on the type of scheme that you're facing from the opponent.
2: Oh, uh, yeah, it's concerning. Okay. You know, it, it most definitely is. I mean, it's not, you, know, you just sit here and sugarcoat things and, you know, you know, say that it's not a concern or, you know, that you're happy with, with it. But, but no, there's no, no way that I am, um, you know, I'm not happy. Thacker's not happy. Marco's not happy. Uh, the players aren't happy. You know, it's uh, so you can sit there and make all the excuses that that you want, uh, but in the day, the numbers are the numbers. And we've got to continue to improve there. We've got to find different ways to be able to affect the quarterback and create negative plays, uh, and let those guys, you know, go out and, and start to you know reap some rewards and from 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 their work, and uh, and start to help affect the outcome of the football
1: game. Is it a matter of not having enough opportunities to get in that backfield, or having those opportunities and and not wrapping up and getting those potential TFLs when you have them?
2: No, really, I mean, you know, from my standpoint, if if, if there's one opportunity, that's an opportunity and you got to take advantage of it. So, uh, you know, we've got to we've done we've done a lot this week of looking at, uh, you know, some ways to make sure these guys get get freed up and and have a chance to get in the backfield and, and make plays when they're there.
1: One of the guys who recorded the TFL versus South Carolina State, Kevin Harris. I know he's bided his time in the program, finally getting his chance. How's he put himself in this position where uh, he's one of those guys that are rotated now defensive end?
2: Yeah, Kevin had a really good off season. Uh, you, know, you know, throughout the, the the summer, throughout preseason camp, uh, you know, he's somebody we expect to continue to get a lot of production from. You know, him and Kyle really working in that that rush spot, and then you know, being able to do some things with both those guys on the field to utilize their skill set to to be able to uh, help us in you know on all downs.
1: You said on Tuesday in your inimitable blunt eloquence that there is competition at every position every single week uh, and that was in relation to a question about field goals and I know it's not been the start that Gavin Stewart has wanted for someone who was 12 of 13 last year and w- was very sure-footed for you but Aiden Burke came in converted both of his field goal opportunities but you don't want people to overlook the job that Gavin Stewart has done on touchbacks he's 13 of 14 right now the only one that wasn't a touchback was the onside kick in in the final minute versus Louisville uh, the, the job that Gavin has done in helping with the field position through those kickoffs
2: yeah you know that's that is it's you know there's two ways I mean now with the ball getting to the 25 yard line on the touchback or a fair catch I mean you know it's a uh, you know it, it it helps you know Prevent the explosive right it also helps uh you know if cause if you're if you're a team that and you're you're working on uh, kickoff returns and you see you know thirteen or fourteen thirteen of fifteen uh ball is going to the end zone well you're probably not going to work it as much well now you do have an opportunity when you want to sh- kick one shorter and they're knowing they hadn't prepared for it so uh it, it does help the uh you know the game fall back into our hands and and, and, and it's momentum i mean it's another momentum thing you, you go out you score and now you kick the ball into you know into the end zone or through the back of the end zone and allows those guys to run down the field and you know the, what we do we have them all finish through the end zone finish through the back of the end zone and kind of make the turn and you know when we're at home, you know, it's, it's in front of our fans, and, and that's, that's by design. You know, we, we want that. We want those guys to be able to celebrate together the fact that, you know, Gavin did kick the ball out of the end zone.
1: Yeah, no, it's all those special teamers. They were uh, hyping it up uh, toward the student section, and good to see the Georgia Tech student section reciprocate on that as well. You know, uh, this is our third show of the year. I don't think we've talked about Christian Leary yet. Five catches on the season, 54 yards. That, that's more receptions than he had in his two seasons at Alabama. Break down Christian's skill set. What will make him an asset in the wide receiver core? Perhaps even more so this week with the announcement that Chase Lane uh, will be out uh, for the Ole Miss game.
2: Yeah, it's uh, you know he's he's a guy that can run. I mean, he's got a, he's got a good feel for the game of football. He's a great kid. Um, you know, fun to be around. Uh, really, really like Christian and, and respect him uh, a lot. Uh, you know, he's a touch guy, and, and that's what I think Buster does a great job of is. You know, you know, you can't call a pass route and you know be able to dictate every single time where the ball is going to go. It's just not the way it, it works. So, when you've got multiple guys that can do something with the ball in their hand, right? You've got to get them the ball. So, a lot of our game plan is built during the week on touches and being able to get these guys the touches that they uh, that they need, they
1: deserve, and our team needs. As one of the raft of uh, transfers that you got to fortify that wide receiver room, well, we talked earlier about you moving. Jamal Haynes from the receiver room to running back and how uh, he's taken to the position like a fish to water. W- was there any ambivalence on Jamal's part when you broached the idea of him moving to running back? I know it can be hard sometimes for a guy to give a position that he was recruited to play, and uh, there, there's no guarantee that you'll get more playing time at that new position.
2: Yeah, he was all in. He was all in to do anything that would help the team and help himself become a, uh, you know, get on the field and play uh, and
1: you know, anything to help the team. You talked about Jamal's personality as well, which I'm sure lends itself to making a good transition to a new position and capitalizing on that opportunity. And if you could, just, you know, the the type of person that that Jamal is and the the, the natural magnetism that he brings to that locker room, it's not something that you see in in every single guy. But when you're around Jamal, you see it in, in orders of magnitude.
2: Yeah, you do, and and that's that's he's an infectious personality, Uh, you know. And and usually, people that have an infectious personality, whether things are going good for them or they're going bad for them, right? Whether they're in a bad mood or a good mood, it's going to rub off on others. And you know, he just has one of those personalities that's that way. I mean, and and he can uh, he can go in a room and he can. You know, light the room up, or, you know, he can be having a bad day and go in there and everyone knows he's having a bad day. And, uh, and, and those types of guys are special because they, can ha- they influence others. And whether you're influencing somebody good or influencing them bad, you're still influencing them. And, you know, our job as coaches and, you know, my job as the head coach is to be able to take these guys that, that have influence and can influence people, whether it's good or bad, and be able to put them in position to influence people the right way. And that's what we've done. And he's been, and not only he's influenced others the right way, he's, he's the best version of himself. And he, now he's having success on the football.
1: As far as his ability to run the ball and catch out of the backfield – do you draw a comparison to anybody that maybe you coached or that, that you've seen around the NFL, just uh, in, in that dual threat, quote unquote, that, that he presents in the backfield? Well, I mean, we got we got a long way before we start talking NFL now. <laughs> well, I know that, but you know,
2: it's uh, no, he's th- there's a lot of them. That's and they're special when you can find one. And uh, you know, usually those type of guys they're good receiving out of the backfield, but they struggle to run between the tackles. Or if they can, if they do have the combination to do both, they struggle in pass protection. And he's really a guy that he, you know, he's worked his tail off in pass protection and become you know have become much much better at it and uh you know you know his ability to catch out of the backfield and and, and run between the tackles it's a unique skill set that he has and you know i compare jamal probably the most to i don't know probably jamal okay
1: i like that well done and on that we'll take another timeout. getting ready for georgia tech and number 17 old miss this saturday on the georgia tech sports network from legend sports back after this is the brent key coaches show on the georgia tech sports network from legend sports Rules change, rosters change, opponents change, but the work never changes. Same name, new look. Same game, new attitude. Same grind, new story. And a rivalry renewed as clean old-fashioned hate resumes as Georgia comes to the Camish Pavilion to face your Georgia Tech volleyball team on Friday, September 15th at 7 p.m. Let's pack the Mac and celebrate Fall Girls and Women's Sports Day presented by Delta, the official airline of the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. For tickets, visit RamlinRack.com. Sting them one of
0: the toughest jobs in law enforcement is telling a family that a loved one has been killed by a drunk driver that's why georgia law enforcement works every day to keep drunk drivers off the road every dui arrest could be one less family to lose someone to drunk driving you can help and the keys to a designated driver or call a ride service. It saves lives and prevents a costly DUI arrest. Drive sober or get pulled over. Brought to you by the Governor's Office of Highway Safety.
3: Oh, Every Hyundai comes with America's best warranty, including a 10-year or 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty, plus three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. Even meditation can't offer that kind of peace of mind. You can say that again. It's your journey. Own every mile
4: with the latest intuitive technology, comfort, and style. Hyundai is the perfect match for your team. Test drive a new Hyundai today. Visit buyhyundai.com to find the dealer nearest to you. Hyundai is an official partner of Georgia Tech Athletics. You know Georgia Tech football is exciting to watch. But here's something you might not see. Many of the mechanical and HVAC systems on Tech's campus that make game day and everyday comfortable were built by the hands of a United Association, Local Union 72 plumber, pipe fitter, or HVAC technician. We do important work that makes a difference. If you're smart, like making great money, working with your hands, and you want a career that makes a difference, join us. Visit UA72.org. Stream every
0: Georgia Tech game totally free on the all-new Fan app. Download it now for Apple or Android and listen to the Jackets Anywhere. no better source on georgia tech football than our team of yellow jacket insiders this is the coach brent key show driven by hyundai on the georgia tech sports network
1: yellow jacket fans be sure to visit georgiapower.com slash community to learn new ways to stay connected georgia power the official energy sponsor of georgia tech athletics power on georgia yellow jackets had two road wins versus ranked opponents last year And looking to tally another one this Saturday. At Vaught-Hemingway Stadium in Oxford taking on an Ole Miss team that has slowly climbed the rankings. Began in preseason number 22 following a road win over Tulane on Saturday. Bump up to number 17 when the Yellow Jackets take them on at 7.30 this Saturday night. Um, And, of course, Coach, you were the... uh Head guy, uh, both of those road wins, overranked opponents last year, Pittsburgh and North Carolina. You got another night game Saturday. Both of those wins last year were on the road at night where the crowd is, is hypothetically more amped up. Uh, why do you think the team performed so well? And, and what do you hope the returning guys remembered from how they prepared and, and how they approached that environment to enable them to succeed again this weekend?
2: Yeah, well, it's a new team. Uh, it's a new year. It's a new team. It's a new week. Uh, you know, each week you play play a game. They're they're independent of themselves. Uh, you know, you, you can't let success get to you, and you can't let you know defeat get to you either way. So, you know, the way we play the game, the way our mindset is, you know, here, the way we're you know building the mindset of the of of, of the entire organization is. Is that is one game at a time? There, you know, we have twelve one-game seasons that we play, and our job is to prepare the best we possibly can during the week. That you know, uh, and have the right mindset uh, going into the game that uh, we're able to, you know, hopefully come out on top at the end.
1: Uh, n- not to single out an individual, but haynes King has starting experience in road SEC games, and that's not to denigrate the experience of the other players. But how much do you think that can? potentially help the team on Saturday because as you know you go on the road there are always going to be ebbs and flows and you know changes of momentum and adrenaline throughout the uh, the course of a 60 minutes. Yeah, I
2: mean, you know, the
1: you know Haynes, Haynes will
2: help this team tremendously if he goes out and you know and, and does his job. You know, does his job the way he's done the first two weeks, and that's all you can ask from anybody is to you know do their job. And that's usually when you end up having problems is when 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 they try to do more than just their job, when when you know, when they start worrying about you know other things that really have no impact on their ability to get the job done. So you know that we're, we're trying to get everyone to understand: just do your job, and collectively on offense, defense, special teams, you know, we, we play good football when everyone does that and goes out and executes you know their job and then we got a chance to uh you know like i said to have uh, a win uh, you know, on saturday night
1: what have been your thoughts on the, the db's play so far Kenan johnson and kenyatta amari harvey mal sims through two games what have you seen from them yeah i mean
2: you know they we we, we you know from a coverage standpoint we, we've done some some good things in the coverage standpoint uh we've made some mistakes that you know we're communication based that we we've, we've worked hard on and stressed hard you know the communication uh part of it you know one person doesn't do their job uh it doesn't matter if the other 10 do or not uh so uh you know But, you know, they've been, you know, working and becoming more and more consistent in that part of it, Uh, you know, tackling something that we're continuing to work on. Uh, you know, there's been some instances of you know coming up and you know we ducking our head and you know stopping our feet on contact and and missing a tackle in space. And then there's been some some clips that you put out there and say this is the way it's supposed to be done. Uh, so you know being able to put the both of those things on tape, you know, it's a lot better than just putting the, the bad ones on tape because at least you know you have the ability to do them the right way. And we take those instances and you know show hey here's how you're doing it the right way, here's how you're not, here's why you didn't do it the right way, and get out on the field and, and work to correct those
1: things before we close the book on south carolina state any other unsung standouts from that game guys that we haven't mentioned yet that might deserve some some praise and recognition for their performance i think i mean just you know it's, it's a total you know team
2: win i mean you, when, when when the the team can you know come together and regardless of who you're playing or when you're playing or what time you're playing or what the conditions are to be able to get a win it's a good thing um uh, you know, I thought, I thought the offensive line, you know, you know, with a with different combination we had out there came together and did a nice job. I think, I think Western Franklin's doing a nice job so far. I really do. He's, uh, you really see a, a level of maturity now going into his third year that, that, that he's, he's got command of the of the O-line. He's, he's being what I look for in a center. You know, that guy that's going to walk out there and everyone's going to look to him and, and, and have total, uh, you know, command of what's going on and, and make the calls and, and put the put the line in the right position. And that, that in turn gives the, the, the quarterback confidence when that guy's in front of him doing that. Um, you know, everyone wants to talk about guys catching the ball and running the ball. But one guy that, to me, has done, you know, you talk about doing your job you know, is Dylan Leonard. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dylan Leonard's ability to block right now. He is a key, key reason why we're running the football. Uh, you know, had the, had the ability to run the football the way we have. I mean, Dylan is doing, you know, he's doing the dirty work and his time will come with the catches. Believe me, his time will come. Uh, and, you know, the, the unselfishness there uh, and, and to, to, do his job. I mean, he's, he's been a true, true, you know,
1: shining bright spot uh, offensively for us. Uh, you know, that and yeah that, that that kind of unselfishness it's it permeates the entire locker room and uh, dylan was a, a captain for you for the season opener and for a very good reason who are your captains uh, when you head to oxford uh i think
2: offensively we'll go with uh haynes king weston franklin and defensively uh, uh trenelius and kyle canard
1: very nice. Cal Canard, ACC defensive lineman of the week. If you didn't catch the news on Monday, coming off the uh, performance versus South Carolina State, interception, fumble recovery, fumble, re- uh, uh, force fumble. Last player to do that was 2017 Bruce jordan Swilling, and those are the only two guys since 2000 to have those three things in the uh, same game. So, pretty impressive company for count. Look to continue that production along with the rest of the Yellow Jackets at Vaughn Hemingway Stadium this Saturday night. Georgia Tech versus Ole Miss 730 Tommy's Leather. We'll get our final preview, really dive into the Rebels and what they will present for your Yellow Jackets. Coming up on the other side of this break, it's the Brent Key Coaches Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports.
5: Atlanta's own New Realm Brewing Company is the official craft beer of Georgia Tech Athletics. In the stadium and around ATL, you can find New Realm's delicious Georgia Tech collaboration brews, Ale of an Engineer Golden Ale, and Hella Vienna Lager. Find them near you today by using the beer finder at newrealmbrewing.com and visit New Realm's Atlanta Brewery at 550 Somerset Terrace on the Eastside Beltline Trail. Football season is here and the fall months are approaching, but it's still warm. That means pests like ants, roaches and mosquitoes are out in full force. Luckily, you can trust the pros at Arrow Exterminators to keep your home, business, and tailgate pest-free. Atlanta-based Arrow is an official Georgia Tech football partner, so rest assured that with Arrow Pest and Termite Control, you're getting the best from the best. Schedule a free pest inspection today. Call 888-GO-ARROW or visit arrowexterminators.com.
4: On game day, success starts with a great game plan. No matter if you're at home or on the road, greatness starts here with the Ford F-150 truck. Delivering a rare combination of power and smart technology like the available class-exclusive Pro Power Onboard, Ford F-150 helps make great things possible. See your local Ford dealer and score a great offer on F-150. See owner's manual for important operating instructions. Class size pickups over 8,500 pounds, GBWR.
3: Thanks for calling Reliable Heating and Air. It's Cassie. How can I help?
4: Hi, I know it's late, but my water heater just busted, and water is everywhere.
3: Don't worry. We can get a plumber to you fast.
4: How much is a water heater?
3: Just $24.99 a month, zero down, no credit check, and it's backed with an unbeatable lifetime warranty. We guarantee same-day installation, or we pay you $300.
4: Did you say only $25 a month?
3: Yes. If you need a plumber fast, book online at reliableair.com.
4: Hey Atlanta, it's Front Office Lowe's for Entry Point Doors and Windows. Hey everybody, buy a front door, get your back door free. Buy two windows, get your third window free. At Entry Point Doors and Windows, you'll never hear those sales gimmicks. But what you'll always receive from Entry Point Doors and Windows is honest, straightforward pricing from a locally owned and operated business that's been doing quality work for over 20 years.
1: They're Atlanta's best for a
4: reason. They're Entry Point Doors and Windows. Check out their expanded showroom or go to EntryPointAtlanta.com for a free estimate.
0: Every Georgia Tech game is on Atlanta's flagship station for the Yellow Jackets. This is the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. The latest on Yellow Jackets football.
1: It's the Coach Brett Key Show, driven by Hyundai, on the Georgia Tech Sports Network. Well, Georgia Tech and Ole Miss were charter members of the SEC in 1933. It took 90 years, but for the first time, Georgia Tech will actually play a road game in Oxford. It is this Saturday, 7.30, when we put Total Leather Network airtime, 5.30, on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. As we wind down, another edition of the Brent Key Coaches Show, driven by Hyundai. Thanks so much of you for uh, you joining us tonight, Andy Dimetram and Brent Key. Uh, Lane Kiffin, head coach of the Rebels. He was on the SEC Coaches Teleconference, I believe, on Tuesday. He had mentioned something about you and him on a pontoon boat on Lake Tuscaloosa at some point in years past. No? Yes? Bring back any memories? Yes. You're more of an ocean guy than a lake guy. Yep. Okay. We'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> no. Look, hey, we. we uh,
2: yeah, we've we worked together. Uh, we've been friends for a long time, and I look forward to going competing against them.
1: Uh, they, they play at one of the most warp speeds offensively in college football. W- what are the best things that the defense can do Saturday? To short circuit that tempo yeah we've got to be consistent we've got to get off the field on third down we've got to be able to affect
2: them early in the down you know when you look at it there's not a lot of third downs that they have uh you know there's some in you know blowout games and whatnot which add to the statistics but really when you look at it you know the amount of uh meaningful time third downs they have is so so limited because they do such a good job on
1: first and second down having experienced that last year has that helped your guys in their preparation this week like i said last year's last year uh you
2: know it's you know there's a lot of new players a lot of new faces it's a new team uh new coaching staff uh so i don't think it really has bearing at all i think you know going against our offense is
1: probably what what has been able to help them the most Mm -hmm. it's interesting that last year they finished third in the nation in rushing offense but they enter saturday fourth in the nation in passing offense Haynes King is 12th in the nation in passing yards per game. Jackson Dart, their starter, the Southern Cal transfer, he's 13th, and he's third in the nation in passer efficiency. Uh, when they do put that ball through the air, what has made them a very uh, efficient, potent passing offense so far?
2: Well, that's that's Lane to a T. Uh, you know, Lane uh, Charlie Jr. is you know calling it you know, the offensive coordinator. Uh, they they. They they know how to play complementary football. They know how to make you know really good adjustments. They know how to take what's given to them. Uh, and you look when you're trying to defend the run, you, the the passing game is going to be open, and vice versa. You try to play the passing game, the running game's going to be open, and they do a nice job of that. So it'd be an exciting challenge
1: for us. Yeah, just because they haven't run the ball uh, as well as they would have liked in their first two games doesn't mean that they can't still be very dangerous, keeping it on the ground. Quinshawn Judkins, consensus preseason All-American. Uh, they, they, in all likelihood, will try to get him going on Saturday. Give us the scouting report of him and. And uh, what has made him such an electric and st- yet still young running back?
2: Yeah, he's he's young, he's electric. I think he led the SEC last year in, in rushing yards, touchdowns. Uh, you know, he's one of, if not the best, running backs in the country. And uh, just rest assured, I mean, he, he's 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 going to get the football.
1: <laughs> uh, defensively, they got Pete Golding now coming over from Tuscaloosa. They run a four-two-five. You face a four-two-five defense against Louisville. How similar? How different will Ole 2 four-two-five be to Louisville's?
2: Yeah, very different. I mean, there's not even you know, they, it might be listed that, and, and, and you know, Louisville listed that way, but they are two completely uh, defenses that really have no correlation or you know, relationship to each other.
1: Uh, You talked on Tuesday that they try to mix up their coverages uh, on the back end. Could you go a little more into detail about that and the challenges that may present for Haynes and the offense trying to get into the right play?
2: Yeah. Anytime you got a quarterback who's playing at a high level, you're going to try to uh, you know confuse them on the back end and and, and mix things up and try to get them to throw the ball where they don't think it's uh, where where there's not going to be anybody. And you know, you know, Pete does a good job of that. He's always done a good job of that. Uh, A lot of respect for him as a defensive coordinator. And you know, likewise, like I said about you know Lane and Charlie. Excited to be able to go against Pete and those guys on defense.
1: Uh, Ole Miss beat Tulane in New Orleans last Saturday. They outscored them thirty to three to close the game. Tulane was playing without a starting quarterback, who uh, was an All AAC selection. But uh, defensively, what does stand out about Ole Miss? I, I know we're only talking about two games worth of tape, but there have to be some things that jump out.
2: Yeah, they're they eleventh in the country in, in disruptive plays up front. You know, creating. Uh, you know, no gain, negative plays. Uh, you know, getting after the quarterback, uh, and they do it. You know, they they they've got guys, They they play play to their guys' skill set. They they do some things to to free those guys up, and you know you know cause. Uh, you know, you might be blocking everyone, you know, correctly, and then you know someone else skates off the back on a line game or something. So, it's something we've got to be consistent with. You know, understanding you know what they uh, pride themselves on on doing uh, is getting the negative plays and getting you behind the sticks, and then that plays into the hands of their offense. So, you know, you know they, they, they do a good job of playing total team football, and we we'll have to do, do, have to do the same.
1: Right, let's flip back to offense, and uh, as you sit here, your keys to a successful Saturday against the uh, the Ole Miss defense. What it little take to to get that. Uh, offense cranking the way you want
2: yeah you know we've got to maintain possession of the football that's going to be important uh you know you know some teams you know the time of possession has been you know way in favor of another team but you know they didn't possess the ball you know consistently they might have you know had it for a spurt of you know five six seven minutes but then they went three and out for four times so just possession of the ball uh you know you know, keeping the sticks moving, making first downs. Uh, the, the 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 battle of explosives, you know, is going to be important. You know, on both sides. Uh, you know, who can generate explosives? Who can limit explosives? Look, both both teams are going to get explosive plays. Mm-hmm. All right? Yeah. Who can limit uh, more than the other team? Uh, you know, in in scoring opportunities. You know, w- you know, when, once you get in, you know, when you start crossing midfield and you and you get to the point where you're uh, you know you're getting in that. That range of you know you know possible you know you know field goal or four down or you know you know explosives for touchdowns or running the ball to you know keep the clock moving you've got to get points and you've got to have you know a number of possessions obviously to do it but then that scoring average has got to be you know greater than the other team you know we talked about turnovers you know you know winning the turnover battle will be a big factor in the game
1: and hopefully no weather delays. We don't need another one of those this season. Um, How did you spend that weather delay besides probably bouncing off the walls?
2: Well, you know, the the first couple of times I was downstairs with the the guys kind of waiting for the call and what was going to happen. And then once we got the announcement that it was going to be a longer than anticipated, longer than a 30-minute delay – you know, I told the players to take their shoulder pads off. You know, they, they cranked the music up downstairs. I came up to my office, um, you know, stayed in, in, in communication with people that were making the decisions, uh, turned some music on, and, uh, <laughs> and watched all the people uh, run around in the rain in the stadium. <laughs>
1: uh, what'd you turn on? Was it Jimmy Buffett? Was it Metallica? A little bit of both? What'd you play?
2: Thunderstruck. That's
1: pretty fitting. Uh, <laughs> 7.30 kickoff. Uh, what, what does a head coach like you do to, to kill time during the day?
2: Well, Thank you. We'll have a staff meeting in the morning. you okay. uh, will let the players and the coaches let us all sleep in uh, some, you know, after a long week of work. I was gonna say, coaches actually sleep in. Well, yeah, on night games we do, it. and that, that's <laughs> something I try to I try to push the schedule back as much as I can on, on game day to allow everyone to get some sleep. But then we'll have walkthroughs, uh, a couple hours in the room where we will uh, we will we'll, uh, you know have a chance to you know, collect my thoughts and final preparations for the game, and then get ready to go play.
1: Yeah, no doubt, seven thirty is when it all goes down at Von Hemingway Stadium this Saturday. Your Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, number 17, Ole Miss Rebels. Can't wait to bring you all the coverage this weekend on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legends Sports. And on that, we wrap up this week's edition of the Brent Key Coaches Show, Driven by Hyundai. Coach, appreciate the time. We'll talk to you again next week. Appreciate it, and go, Jackets. He's Brent Key. I'm Andy Dimetro. We'll talk to you next time, everybody. Hey, babe. You ready to go? Our reservation is at 730.
5: Yes, but could you get my earrings off the kitchen counter, please? Sure. Oh, this eyeliner wait i was in the guest kitchen coming through duke <laughs> careful no try the game room kitchen okay uh, uh, stairs.
4: not here were you in the bowling alley we have a bowling alley
1: seven million dollars can get you that kind of house too play the billionaire bonanza scratcher part of the billionaire club series from the georgia lottery play responsibly 2024 is closer than you think whoa let's have halloween first the new year always brings new prices getting a fresh rs andrews ac or furnace now is guaranteed to save you money next year
3: it's good to celebrate early
1: just another way rs andrews makes you smile you'll save money on the new system and you'll save for years on your energy bills
3: i'm smiling about the new year
1: rsandrews.com how can we make
4: you smile you know Georgia Tech football is exciting to watch. But here's something you might not see. Many of the mechanical and HVAC systems on Tech's campus that make game day and every day comfortable were built by the hands of a United Association, local union 72 plumber, pipe fitter, or HVAC technician. We do important work that makes a difference. If you're smart, like making great money, working with your hands, and you want a career that makes a difference, join us. Visit UA72.org.
3: This is our home, and at Georgia Power, we believe every Georgian deserves a clean energy future, a future that includes around-the-clock nuclear energy, producing zero emissions. And thanks to the dedication of thousands of team members, we've recently completed the newest nuclear unit at Plant Vogel, a unit that will serve our customers with reliable energy for generations to come. Learn more at georgiapower.com vogel. That's georgiapower.com slash v-o-g-t-l-e
0: you've been listening to the coach brent key show driven by hyundai live on the georgia tech sports network from legend sports join us each week of the season to get the latest on yellow jackets football and all things georgia tech athletics we'll talk to you again next week right here on the georgia tech sports network